0: Hare Krishna! Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. In today's episode, we will read the story of Meen Ketan Ramadas and the dream of Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami where Lord Nityananda asked him to go to Vrindavan. So this is the final leg of the uh, glories of Lord Nityananda as we are reading the fifth chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adalila. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Omagyanati Mirandhas, Gyananjana Shalakya, Chakshuran Militam Yena, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Shri Chaitan Nimano Bhishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutalis, Vayam Kadama, Hemdadatis Vapadantikam, Vandeham Shri Guru, Shri Yutapadakamalam, Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahaganaraguna, Tanvitam, Tamsa Jeevam, Sadvaitam, Savadhutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha, Krishna Padan, Sahagana Galita, Sri Vishakhan Vitamstha, He Krishna Karanasintho, Dinabandho, Jagatpate, Go Peshago, Pika Kanta, Radha Kantanamostu Te, Tapta Kansana Go Rangi, Radhe, Vrindavanesh, Vri, Vishabhanu, Sute, Devi, Pranamami, Hari Priye, Vanchakalpatarubhya, Kripas, and Evacha. पतितानाम् भावने भयो वैष्णवे नमो नमः नमः ओम विष्णु पादाय भूतले कृष्ण प्रेष्ठाय भूतलेश श्रीमते भक्तिवेदांतस्वामिनित्यनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवानि प्रचारिने निर्विशेष सुन्न्यवादी पाश्चात्यदेश तारिने जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैतगदाधर Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, so this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita is hopefully the last leg of, or the last part of the glories of Lord Nityananda from Chapter 5 of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita and in this section we'll be studying, we'll be reading from a story, we'll be reading a story of uh, Meen Ketan Ramadas and of course the glories of Lord Nityananda in that and also a dream in which Lord Nithyananda, uh, Krishna's Kavaraj Goswami gets the dream and Lord Nityananda comes into that dream and asks him to go to Vrindavan, it's a beautiful part of the story and we will quickly go to that part of this fifth chapter, right. So this is where we stopped last week. Nityananda Mahima Sindhu Ananta Apar Eka Kanas Parshimatra The ocean of Lord Nityananda's glories is infinite and unfathomable. Only by His mercy can I touch even a drop of it. So, the glories of Lord Nityananda are unlimited. So, whatever we may do, it's, only, it's always going to be insignificant. <clears throat> now here is where the story starts. So we're reading from chapter 5, text hundred and fifty-eight. Yeah. Just a second before we proceed further. Okay. Are Kashunata Rakriparmahima? Please listen to another glory of his mercy. He made a fallen living entity climb to the highest limit. And you know who is that fallen living entity? He is referring to himself. So this is one of the characteristics of a pure devotee that he always considers himself the most fallen. We'll get to that when we, it comes to that. Okay? We'll, we'll, actually, it needs more explanation. To disclose it is not proper, for it should be kept as confidential as the Vedas. Yet, I shall speak of it to make His mercy known to all. Now... um. Actually, this also can be explained later, but I'll just give a gist here. This is actually a very intimate pastime that he had with Lord Nityananda, And being a pure devotee, he always thinks he has no uh, devotion. And that's a sign of a pure devotee. A, only a person who has um, very little devotion um, thinks that he is a very great devotee and wants to advertise his uh, devotion and you know something like that. So by the behaviour of such a person, we can know whether he is actually an elevated devotee or not. um, No matter what stories he tells. So, expert devotees should know how to discern between these things. And as I said, there is a class of devotees who are called sahajiyas, who take everything very cheaply. And they think talking to Krishna and, you know, talking to Radharani and all the gopis and all this is very, very simple and anybody can do it. And they they tell stories. Oh, Krishna talked to me like this yesterday. Radharani said this and this one, that one. So this is not a very cheap thing at all. At all. It is the most, is the highest thing. just for example, how, I mean, do we get to speak to the prime minister of the country? No, you have to be extremely qualified, isn't it? So you think it's so easy that we can easily talk to God and you know have a conversation with Him? We have to be qualified. It is easy, but only for the qualified. So for those people who have conversation with, with the Prime Minister of a country, such people can easily talk to them. They can just pick up a, pick up the phone and then you know um, dial the number and they can speak to them. It's simple, but only because they are qualified. But for the rest, no access, no direct access. So, and a devotee does not want to advertise his devotion. Because if he says, Oh, Krishna spoke to me and Krishna said this and that, then everybody will look at him and say, Wow, this is a great devotee. And, you know, he will get a lot of adoration from the people. But that's exactly what he doesn't want. And Madhavendra Puri did that. (laughs) What happened in his case was, you know, he went to this um, Gopinath Mandir in Odisha. And he was, you know, he saw that um, sweet rice that was prepared for the Lord. And he thought, oh, how nice if I can, uh, before it was offered, he was thinking, how nice if if I also can uh, do a sweet rice like that. Then he he thought, oh, um, how can I think of the sweet rice even before it is offered? So this is another thing. We should not think about the dishes that are being cooked and say, wow, this is nice. This is nice. That is, that is completely wrong. We should not lust after that food that is meant for the Lord. And only after that we have to honor it as prasadam. So while it is being cooked, uh, we should not like lust over it, right? And even after it's cooked, it's not lust; it's honoring prasadam. That's why it's called prasad seva. It's not enjoying prasad; it is honoring prasad. So, um, <clears throat> so similarly, Madhavendra Puri was thinking like that. How can I, I? I just need to, you know, I want to taste it so that I know. Uh, how it tastes and so that I can do the same for the Lord uh, in my own deity. Then he thought, oh, I shouldn't be thinking like this. I shouldn't be thinking of tasting it before it is offered to the Lord. Then, um, of course, he wanted to taste it after it was prasadam, but he was thinking of it before it was offered. Then, um, in the night, that deity came in the dream of the priest of the temple. And said, uh, go and find this devotee called Madhavendra Puri. I have kept one pot of, actually 12 pots of Kheer was offered to the Lord. And 11 pots only went out after the offering. One pot I kept with uh, with me behind me, behind my uh, form in the temple room, in the altar. So you uh, go and give it to that Madhavendra Puri. Then the Brahmana was, wow, what is this? Then he immediately went to the altar room and he found in, indeed that one pot. Which Krishna kept aside for Madhavendra Puri, and he went with the pot and you know, was looking for where is Madhavendra Puri? Who is Madhavendra Puri? He did not know who he was also because he just entered that town, and when he was, um, was looking for him, finally you know people you know told him and this and that. He found directions and he found him. Oh, the Lord has kept this uh, sweet rice for you. You know you are such a great devotee. Immediately <clears throat> after the brahmana left, giving him the sweet rice he left that place he left that place because he he knew that if the story goes out that oh the lord kept the sweet rice for me so everybody will come and take uh, and respect me and you know they will say i'm a great devotee and this and that he did not want any of that uh, praise uh, that is humility he did he ran away from advertising himself in fact he, he was not advertising himself. He was feeling bad that he was thinking like that about the kir, sweet rice, but even then, when the Lord wants to advertise his glory, still he was running away from that. And um, of course today we are talking about that past time the Lord made sure that his glory been known for thousands and thousands of years. So that's why when Prabhupada's books is Chaitanya Charitamrita, the whole story is there and we are discussing even today after hundreds of years. You know, after almost one thousand years well, no not one thousand, about seven hundred, six hundred, seven hundred years back it happened and now we are discussing, so you just see how the Lord made sure that His glory is known throughout so <clears throat> as we say in the Guru Vandana song all the whole world, whole universe knows the glories of the spiritual master so like that so anyway but he, this was a pastime, he said, uh, because later you will see that Nityananda Prabhu himself came into the dream of um, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. You see, so uh, even um, so, because it is a confidential thing, he didn't want to advertise. But he wanted to tell this out because out of his ecstasy, to highlight the mercy of Lord Nityananda, not to highlight his position as how close he is to Nityananda Prabhu. No. Hmm. So this is all (laughs) Vaishnava etiquette, you know the the very, very finer points of Vaishnava behavior. Uh, We have to understand all this very closely. We should not make it a cheap thing. And then our movement will be finished, Prabhupada said. If you bring in this Sahajiya mentality, oh Krishna is talking to me, Radha is talking to me, Gopis are talking to me, Tulasi Maharani is talking to me. These kind of things if we bring in, oh he came into my dream and this, this, this," then it will be finished, the movement. Because, because these kind of people who make up these stories or think that you know they hallucinate that Krishna is doing all these things with them, they bring stories which contradict with Shastra. Like Krishna told one thing in Bhagavad Gita, but the dream says another thing. Now which, which one I have to listen to? Huh? First of all, it's a fake dream. Or he's hallucinating, whatever it is. That is not the way, in fact Prabhupada, sometimes devotees came up with these things, Prabhupada said that is not very important. Important is you follow the what is said in the Shastra, what is said in the Bhagavad Gita. That is documented, that is uh, actual fact. With pure devotees, the Lord interacts and He doesn't contradict the Shastric words. Hmm. And if a person is actually on the platform of talking to Krishna, his behaviour also will be seen accordingly. Like Prabhupada, you see, pure, no fault. Uh, so there is, uh, you know, symptoms of everything. So we need to know what the symptoms are of every kind of devotee and person. Hmm. So anyway, he is saying, To disclose it is not proper, for it should be kept as confidential as the Vedas. Yet I shall speak of it to make His mercy known to all. Ullasa <laughs> lekho tumara prasad Nityananda morakshama aparad O Lord Nityananda, I write of your mercy out of great exaltation. Please forgive me for my offences. Avadhuta Ramdas tar Lord Nityananda Prabhu had a servant named Sri Meenaketan Ramdas, who was a reservoir of love. But he has a very unique behaviour. He appears to be very proud, but actually he is not. So, anyway, we will see. Amara aloe Aho ratra saṅkirtan, tahate ailate ho At my house, there was saṅkirtan day and night. Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami is speaking this. At my house, there was saṅkirtan day and night, and therefore he visited there, having been invited. Mahapremamoethi ho vasila angane, Sakala Vaishnava Tara Vandila Charane Absorbed in emotional love, he sat in my courtyard and all the Vaishnavas bowed down at his feet. Namaskar Korite Kar, upare te chade, preme ka revam kahake cha You see, when people are bowing down, you know what he does? In a joyful mood of love of God, he sometimes climbed upon the shoulder of someone offering obeisances. And sometimes he struck others with his flute or mildly slapped them. So they were doing obeisances and he was climbing on the shoulders, he struck them with his flute or mildly slapped them. His behavior was like that. When someone saw the eyes of Min Ketan Ramdas. Tears would automatically flow, flow from his own eyes. For a constant shower of tears flowed from the eyes of ar Ketan Ramadas. Sometimes there were eruptions of ecstasy like Kadamba flowers on some parts of his body, and sometimes one limb would be stunned while other would be trembling. So Kadamba is like, you know, like small small spikes, like you know what they call, co- they show as the coronavirus, that model. It's like that, but much more dense. Each spike is like a, a very, very close to each other. Um, it's not exactly a spike. I don't know if I can show. Kadamba flower. there you have it this is a Kadamba flower (laughs) so his body would have eruptions like this that means goosebumps basically you know so it's a Kadamba flower there you have it so he used to have goosebumps like that eruptions of ecstasy like the Kadamba flowers on some parts of his body Nityananda boli jabhe karen hunkar taha dekhhi loker hoy maha chamatkar whenever he shouted aloud the name Nityananda the people around him were filled with great wonder and astonishment Gunarnav Mishra name ek vipra arya shri murti nikate teho kare sevakarya one respectable brahmana named Sri Gunarnavamishra Mishra was serving the deity Okay, this uh, brāhmaṇa. When meenaketan was seated in the yard, this brāhmaṇa did not offer him respect. Seeing this, Sri Ramdas became angry and spoke. Now this looks like a, an incident where you know he, he cannot tolerate offence to himself. But he has another reason for this and that will be revealed in a while. So that's why he looks like he's a bit proud, no? but actually not, he's not. Here I find the second Harshan Suta who did not stand to show honor when he he saw Lord Balram. So I don't know if you know this story from Srimad Bhagavatam. You know, Suta Goswami spoke to the sages at Naimisharanya, beginning with uh, Shauna Karishi. So this Suta Goswami is the son of Romaharshan Suta. And Romaharshan Suta was the actual speaker in that assembly, but he was killed by Lord Balaram. And then um, Romaharshan Suta's son was installed on the seat and he continued the discourse. <laughs> you know, as if nothing happened, you know. <laughs> but you see... Um, so what happened was, um, Romaharshan Sutta was talking about, he was a very great expert in all the Vedic narrations, the Puranas and everything. And he was speaking. While he was speaking, Lord Balaram, he was you know, going on pilgrimage and he entered that place, that assembly. And because he is a Supreme Lord, so everybody stood up in the audience. But Romaharshan Sutta did not stand up. He was sitting on the Vyasasana and he was giving the vyasasan means at that time um, i don't think they have his, i don't know whether they had a seat but he was sitting on the speaker's seat vyasasan he did not get up and actually for anybody else if it's not the spiritual master or you know um, very senior vaishnava or um, somebody that of that stature or the, of course the supreme lord the person who is sitting on the seat vyasasan he does not need to stand up that's the usual but this is no, not an ordinary person This is lord balaram so, Lord Balaram uh, came and he did not offer his respects. So, Balaram immediately got angry. He took a Kushagras, grass. He um, uh, killed him. Just with a Kushagras. grass, he killed him. So, um, to save him from that offense, of course, when he is killed by Lord Balaram, means he is getting liberated, right? So, to save him from that offense and to teach others that this is very bad behavior, Maryad means crossing the line of etiquette. So, he killed him. So, he wanted to um, display a very, very strong lesson to all devotees in the future. So, he killed Romoharshan Sutan. So, here, he Meenaketan Ramdas is saying, because his Gunar- Gunarnava Mishra was doing deity worship and Meenaketan Ramdas came into the courtyard and Me- Gunarnava Mishra did not say anything. He just uh, saw and then, he did not, I think, greet him also. Uh, let's see. Na lo sambhash, he did not address him, did not offer him any respect. Seeing this, Ramdas became angry. So, if somebody doesn't respect you, usually you should not become angry, right? Amanina, mana dena. You, you should give respect to others, but you should not expect the respect from others. Hmm. But here he got angry. Why? Is that, eh, that's not humble, right? But no, he has a different reason. And he called him, he... Um, Compared him with Romaharshan Sutta. And before we explain that, we should explain that the um, important point here is, Srila Prabhupada also said this. Um, it happened in actually a life member's house. You know, in India they were making these life members. You know, they, at that time I think it was 1000 rupees back in the 70s or something like that, 1000 or something. And then they would get all the books and they would become life members. And in this way, they used to raise money for the temple constructions of Mumbai temple, Vrindavan temple, Mayapur, Hyderabad, like that. So, um, one of the life members, uh, he invited Prabhupada and the devotees to his house for Kirtan and you know, Bhagavad Gita part, uh, Bhagavad Gita lecture. So, he invited them and Prabhupada along with the devotees, he came. And that man, he was doing his puja in, the, in his uh, home altar room. And uh, when Prabhupada came, uh, the one of the disciples of Prabhupada, they mentioned to him that uh, Prabhupada is here. Then that man said, OK, OK, I'm coming. Uh, after this, uh, after puja, I'm coming. So he, was, he continued his puja. Prabhupada left that place, left that place. And Prabhupada told the devotees, this is not the way one should treat a devotee of the Lord. Uh, when a devotee comes, even if one is doing a puja for the Lord, he should leave that puja and receive the devotee. That is etiquette. Because Lord Shiva said, um, Of all types of worship, Vishnu's worship is highest. But higher than Vishnu's worship is the worship of his devotee. So therefore, even if one is doing deity worship in one's home and then the spiritual master comes or some devotees come, he should receive the devotees and then continue his puja after that. He should receive the devotees and take care of of them nicely. And then, of course, in the temple the arati will be going on. If somebody comes to attend the arati, that's another thing. But especially when we invite the sadhus to our home, uh, this is the etiquette. And even, even when arthi is going on, and then the spiritual master is there, you know, one must pay him respects. So he did not do that and he compared him to second Romoharshan Harshan Because he knew the heart of Gunar Mishra. And it will become more clear now. Eta Bolina Che Gaye Santosh Krishna Karya Kore Vipranakare Lorosh. Now he said like that, Oh, here I find a second Roma Sutta who did not stand to show honor when he saw Lord Balaram. After saying that, Meenagaitan Ramdas, after saying this, he danced and sang to his heart's content. Again, he did not harbor the anger towards Gunnarnava Mishra. He was, he was in his ecstasy. And in that ecstasy only he, he showed his anger to Gunnarnava Mishra. And we'll understand why in a while. But the Brahmana did not become angry. Now Minkaitan Ramdas said that to that Brahmana, but the Brahmana did not become angry for he was then serving Lord Krishna. So he was he, he continued his seva. So it looks here that Gunarna Mishra is the more uh, mature and then uh, Minkaitan Ramdas is immature. But in a while we will understand why this happened. Okay? Purport. I think maybe this. Huh. You see, purport itself explains. Prabhupada is explaining here. Meenaketan Ramdas was a great devotee of Lord Nityananda. When he entered the house of Krishnadas Kaviraj, Gunarana Mishra, the priest who was worshipping the deity installed in the house, did not receive him very well. A similar event occurred when Romaharshan Suta was speaking to the great assembly of sages at Naimisharanya. Lord Baladev entered that great assembly, but since Romaharshan Suta was on the Vyasasan, he did not get down to offer respect to Lord Baladev. The behavior of Gunarana Mishra indicated that he had no great respect for Lord Nityananda. And who is Lord Nityananda? Balram himself. And this idea was not at all palatable to Minuketan Ramdas. For this reason, the mentality of Minuketan Ramdas is never deprecated by devotees. That's why devotees don't find fault with this kind of behavior of Minuketan Ramdas. Because he knew that this Gunarnava Mishra had a problem. He had a lot of faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, great faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he did not have, he, he had very little faith in Nityananda Prabhu. And that is why Meenaketan Ramdas never liked this attitude of Gunarnava Mishra. And that is why he considered him a second Rama Harshan because he was offending Nityananda Prabhu, who is none, none other than Lord Balaram. Not because he, he did not um, repay respect to him. Okay? This is the actual reason. Utsavante Gela Tiho, koriya prasad, morabhraata sanetara kichu ilavad. At the end of the festival, there was some you know, Sankirtan festival going on. At the end of the festival, Meen Ketan Ramdas went away, offering his blessings to everyone. At that time, he had some controversy with my brother. So now, uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj's brother, what is his name? Um, I think Gunarno Mishra. I don't know what is his name though. Chaitanya Prabhutetara Sudridha Vishwas Nityananda Pratitara Vishwas Abhas. So, this is actually Krishnadas Kavraj's own brother. My brother had firm faith in Lord Chaitanya, but only a dim glimmer of faith in Lord Nityananda. So, this is not Gunarda Mishra, sorry, Krishnadas Kavaraj's brother. And of course, in the other, in the purport we find here, he did not have, Gunarda Mishra did not have great respect for Lord Nityananda. I don't know if Gunarda Mishra is the brother of Krishnadas Kavaraj though. As far as this verse, I am not very clear whether it is the same person or a different person. Anyway, my brother had. Um, Shamananda Das is his brother Ayappa is saying which Shamananda Das because there is one Shamananda Goswami who is a great devotee I mean Jiva Goswami is Goswami's Siksha disciple and he is a very great Acharya his uh, disciple was uh, Rasikananda in Odisha so I don't know which Shamananda but anyway Iha Jani Ramdashera Dukkha Hoyla Mane Tabetha Bhra Ami Ami Khorinu Bhatsane. Knowing this, Sri Ramdas felt unhappy in his mind. I then rebuked my brother. Here Ayapa Prabhu is doing some research. His father was called Bhagirath and his mother was named Sunanda. He also had a younger brother named Shamananda Das. Both his parents died when he was young. thus He and his brother were raised by relatives. Oh, wow. Where did you even find this story? Shamdas Kaviraj. Okay, this Shyamdas. Rajeshwarimajajal is saying Shyamdas Kaviraj. Okay, good research. Okay, can you, Ayapa, Bhakta Ayapa, can you give the reference for this particular uh, quote? <coughs> Where exactly you found it? Or even if it's a link or whatever. <coughs> okay, so it's Shamdas Kaviraj. So it's different from Gunnar Namishra. No Alright, so that's clear. Dviekatan samana prakash Nityananda Naman Tom Tomar Hobe Sarvanash. These two brothers, I told him, are like one body, they are identical manifestations. If you do not believe in Lord Nityananda, you will fall down. Nityananda Namana Tomar Hobesarvanash. Ayyappa is saying Wikipedia, okay, I think that's still believable because I think some devotees have contributed that article, it'll be nice to know actually a source of that but yeah, it's good. <coughs> so the exact like Shastrik reference if we can know that will be, you know, it just adds to the authority of that statement, of course I think it's believable. <coughs> If you have faith in one but disrespect the other, your logic is like the logic of accepting half a hen. I hope you know this logic. What is this? So, for those of you who do not know, so the person, he was raising hens so that he can sell the eggs. So, at one point he was analyzing how to increase his profits and reduce his loss then he analyzed the hen this hen is giving eggs from the behind in the front and in, in the in the mouth i have to put food so that is a cost but in the from behind it is giving eggs which is a profit so i will keep the profit and cut the loss so i'll cut the head and keep the backside of the chicken of the hen what happened no more eggs no finish everything finished so if we accept half a hen huh? Not uh, accept some and don't accept some. Uh, so, this is the logic it is compared to. So, everything will be lost. Sarvanash. So, he is saying if you accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but do not accept Nityananda Prabhu, it is like Artha Kukutinya. Kim <speaking> vadohana <in> mani ha mani ar arena <Hebrew> mani e mata abhanda. It would be better to be an atheist. It would be better to be an atheist by slighting both brothers than a hypocrite by believing in one and slighting the other. Kruddha vamshi bhang. Kruddha hoya Vamshib Hangi Chole Ramadas Tatkale Amara Bratara Hoyla Thus Shri Ramdas broke his flute in anger and went away. And at that time my brother fell down. So Sham Das Kavraj fell down at that point. Because he offended Nityananda Prabhu and now Ramdas also. See Nityananda Prabhu he has offended. Now we all have offended Krishna for trillions of years, right? We have offended everything we have done against his will. But because now we are at least agreeing or at least trying to agree to the words of his pure devotee, Prabhupada, Krishna will consider. Hmm? So, Krishna will consider raising us up. Although we have been offenders for many, many millions of years. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings, uh, what is that? Anade karma phale, jale. So, he sings that, oh, for millions and millions and aeons. Of you know, years I have been in this material world um, being an offender to the Lord and suffering the reactions of my karma because of that. So, we have been an offender, but the recommendation of a pure devotee will raise us up, and Krishna will consider our position and he will try to save us. Now, he was offending Nityananda Prabhu. Because he has this dim glimmer of faith, not much faith in Nityananda Prabhu, and that is an offense. Although he was offending Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, of course, he is merciful. There is a, so he did not consider so he was still going on somehow or other. Here, Krishnas Kavaraj clearly says that he fell down when Ramdas was offended. So until then he did not say he did not he fell down. Only when Ramdas was offended, then he fell down. So in that, in what we can understand is that although Nityananda Prabhu was offended, uh, he did not completely fall down. But when Nilsha Ramdas was urging him to take shelter of Nityananda, and he did not have that faith. Uh, then, because of going against Ramdas's words, he fell down completely. So in this regard, I want to say, uh, I, want to, I It reminds me of a pastime time of Srila So. Um, there was this uh, devotee, his personal servant, his name was Shrutakirti Prabhu. And he was the one who wrote this story, I mean his um, collection of stories of Srila Prabhupada from his diary. So what happened, Srila Prabhupada um, was um, writing letters, because so many letters Prabhupada receives and Prabhupada would reply to every single letter that he receives. and. One of the devotees, he wanted to take, um, he wanted to divorce his wife. So, as you know, in our Shastra, there is no question of divorce. Either divorce means it's only sannyas, that's it. Uh, no accepting another woman, finish, finish with family life and done and and going to sannyas. So, that is the only separation allowed. But he wanted to divorce his wife because he did not like his wife for some reason, whatever reason. And both were devotees. Both were initiated by Prabhupada. The the devotee who wrote the letter to Prabhupada and his wife also. And then he asked for divorce. And Prabhupada replied, All right, you divorce her. Then Shrutakirti Prabhu, because he was a personal servant, he saw that. And his mind became disturbed. How, why did Prabhupada do such a thing? How can he ask when Shastra says, when he is the one who told in the Shastra that divorce is not allowed, But here he is saying, he asked him to divorce. Then, um, the whole day he was thinking about this. How can Prabhupada go against the Shastra and how come, how, did, how come he did that? And then in the evening he could not contain himself. He asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, I have a doubt. I really want an answer to this question because I, it's disturbing my mind. So hey, Prabhupada said, so what is that? So this letter, why did you ask him to um, divorce? So Prabhupada said, I knew that even if I said no, he was going to divorce her anyway. So, he was already committing an offense by divorcing her because it's against the Shastra. Now, if I say don't do it and he disobeys me, that will be a greater offense. So, I agreed so that his offense is reduced. Then, Sridhakirti Prabhu was like, What? That much he is thinking of the welfare of his devotees, of his disciples, that even though they are going away, you know, like, you know, offending and, you know, leaving. I mean disobeying the instruction still he is thinking of how to save them. So instead of double offence let him do just single offence. So that he won't fall as much as you know um, especially offending the spiritual masters instruction is even worse. So in this case also when Ramdas was offended then he fell down Okay, next. I have thus described the power of the servants of Lord Nityananda. Now I shall describe another characteristic of His mercy. See, so see, so from the Meenaketan Ramdas' story, we can understand the power of the uh, devotee of Lord Nityananda, servant of Lord Nityananda, how much power he has. And... Um, Śrīla Prabhupada was actually giving a class, a lecture on this verse. Um it reminds me of this lecture. Srimad Bhavatam 7.5.32 Naishamatista Vadurukramangrim Sprishatyanartha Pagamo Yadha. Mahiyasampadarajobhishekam nishkinchananam navranita yavat. Unless they smear upon their bodies the dust of the lotus feet of a Vaishnava, man, completely freed from material contamination, persons very much inclined toward materialistic life cannot be attached to the lotus feet of the Lord, who is glorified for his uncommon activities. In other words, unless one takes the dust of the pure devotee, one cannot be attached to Krishna. Without the mercy of a pure devotee, we cannot uh, be attached to Krishna. Only by becoming Krishna conscious and taking shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord in this way can one be freed from material contamination. See that? So this is the only way. And there is another verse, actually Prabhupada was giving a class on this. I think it's 16.16, I think I remember. Anthya Leela, 16.16, tina mahabal. This is a very important verse. The dust of the feet of a devotee, the water that has washed the feet of a devotee, and the remnants of food left by a devotee are three very powerful substances. Now, Prabhupada says, the dust of the feet uh, of a pure devotee is so powerful that just by that dust one can get uh, perfection in Krishna consciousness. But that same dust, if one offends that devotee, will completely ruin him, completely ruin that person. Hmm. So in both ways it is powerful. Knife it is if it is used properly it can cut vegetables and we can have a nice dish. But little inattention, it can cut our hand and finish. So it's like that knife. Must be very careful. Nishito Duratya. Durgam So spiritual life, we have to be careful. It's like walking on the razor's edge. A little inattention will slip and will cut. So therefore, we have to be very, very careful when we are dealing with our devotional creeper. We have to be very, very careful. That's why it is compared to a creeper because it's very delicate. Easily, it can be destroyed. A tree, a strong tree, no. But devotion is bhakti lata. Lata means creeper. Hmm. <clears throat> Now I shall describe another characteristic of His mercy. So, that is the Minikethan Ramda story. Now, it is um, another story. <laughs> that night, Lord Nityanda appeared to me in a dream because of my good quality in chastising my brother. So, because his brother was... Um, offending Lord um and Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami actually chastised his brother. Nityananda was pleased with that and he came in the dream of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Now, again, I want to emphasize this point that this dream stories of pure devotees is absolutely believable. But when we are not on that stage, even if we have dreams, you know, whatever it is, you know, we think we have some, you know, connection. This is all not very important. And it is a um, sign of a lower symptom of devotion. Uh, in a higher stage, a person will never say that, you know, oh, this happened, that happened. He won't advertise. Hmm. Oh, Krishna spoke to me or Radharani spoke to me or, you know, the Gopi spoke to me or, you know, suddenly Nityananda Prabhu spoke to me, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. These are all, you know, uh, Sahajiya. This is called Sahajiya and Prabhupada warned us, that we should not do this otherwise our movement will be destroyed. So we should always uh, depend on the instructions on in given in the Shastra and that is etched in stone because sometimes these dreams Krishna will tell something different than what he told in the Bhagavad Gita. Then who is to be believe that dream or this Bhagavad Gita? Oh no no Krishna directly spoke to me so I'll believe that. That is nonsense. This is the sign of a neophyte devotee. He doesn't understand anything that Krishna says and anyway, if he really saw Krishna, then his behavior also will be seen. So these things should never be imitated. Yeah? But because Krishna's Kavraj is a pure devotee, and he is also not doing this to advertise his own devotion, he is just doing this to advertise the glory of Lord Nityananda Anyway, he came in the dream of Kavraj Goswami. Nai haati nikate matpur in the village of Jhamatpur, which is near Naihati, Lord Nithyananda appeared to me in a dream. Purpur. There is now a railway sta- railway line to Jhamatpur. If one wants to go there, he can tra- take a train on the Katwa railway, s- railway line and go directly to the station known as Salara From that station, one can go directly to Jhamatpur. So see, now you may say, what kind of, uh, I mean, how important is this information in the purport? Now, this, Leil, Vela, and that one. Actually, if you see Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he always mentioned these things. You know why? To, um, in the future, maybe 100,000 or 1000 years, 1500, 2000 years from now, if somebody wants to locate, for example, Mahaprabhu's birthplace was lost. And it took a great deal of effort for Bhaktivinoda Thakur to find it. He studied the maps of uh, the uh, the old maps of uh, Navadvip and then he studied the new maps and then he saw by the difference that there was a shift in the course of the Ganga river and therefore what was known as the um, this thing uh, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that people are claiming is not actually the real place. It was a you know, uh, just a gimmick for people to actually collect money. Oh, this is uh, ma- this is the place. Please, everybody come here and give me donation. So, they were maintaining uh, falls, temples like that. So, these things were going on. These scams were going on in Navadvipa. And it, look, it took a great deal of effort and of course, by the spiritual strength to actually uh, ascertain the actual birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, so, in order to remove any confusion in the future, the geographic... Um, milestones and landmarks nearby and railway line, how to even access everything Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur mentioned, because at that time already the railways, Indian railways were very extensive. And um, apparently this one, as Prabhupada is saying, there is now a railway line. Maybe it was a newer railway line that now connects to that part. So these are given so that if at all tracing back has to be done in the future, these informations are recorded. Hmm. So that's why we have to understand why these things are mentioned. Because it doesn't make much sense, okay, where is Katva, whatever it is, that is salah or what, what. <laughs> but it becomes very, very crucial in the future, you know. And even now, for even now, for devotees to go and visit that place, you know, there is information. I fell at his feet, offering my obeisances and then he placed his own lotus feet upon my head. Arise, get up, he told me again and again. Upon rising I was greatly astonished to see his beauty. Shama Kanti Prakandash Shama Chikkana Kanti Prakandasharir Saksha Kandarpa Jai Che Mahamallavir He had a glossy blackish complexion and his tall, strong, heroic stature made him seem like Cupid himself. Suvalita Hastapadakamala Nayan Pattavastrashire Pattavastraparidhan he had beautifully formed hands, arms, and legs, and his eyes are like, like lotus flowers. He wore a silk cloth with a silk turban on his head. Suvarna kundala davala, pura pushpamala. He wore golden earrings on his ear, ears, and, his, and golden armlets and bangles. He wore tinkling anklets on his feet, and a garland of flowers around his neck. Actually, there's this beautiful song... Uh, Nityananda Ashtakam by uh, Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami, actually. (laughs) Uh, And uh, actually, we made a video of that. Maybe you can put in the comment section. There is this nice song that Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami has sung about the beauty of Lord Nityananda. And here he mentions that incident where he actually saw the beautiful form of Lord Nityananda. And he's actually, you know, uh, briefly describing his beauty. And in that song, it more um, elaborately it describes his beauty. So <clears throat> maybe that um you know that song if you want to you know listen and learn you can yeah there is it. There it is. Premeghurunita this song Nityanashtakam <clears throat> Ayapa is asking Lord Nithyananda appears fair as he is Balaram. Well he can appear in any colour, but here it is mentioned shyama uh, Shama, Chikana, Kanti. <clears throat> Chandana Lepita Angatilaka Suthama Matta Gaja Jini Madam Manthara Payana his body was anointed with sandalwood pulp and he was nicely decorated with tilak. His movements surpassed those of a maddened elephant. And when he says, when he's mentioned that he's dark or something, it's not any like any color in this material world. Even Krishna's dark color is not like any color we can find in this material world. It's so beautiful, unmatched. Millions of cupids cannot match the beauty. So. His body was anointed with sandalwood pulp and he was nicely decorated with tilak. His movements surpassed those of a maddened elephant. Varan Charvan. Varan Charvan. His face was more beautiful than millions upon millions of moons. You see that? More beautiful than millions upon... How beautiful the moon is! How beautiful! Millions and millions of moons! More than that! And his teeth were like pomegranate seeds because of his chewing beetle. anga Krishna Krishna boli agam His body moved to and fro, right and left for he was absorbed in ecstasy. He chanted, Krishna, Krishna, in a deep voice. Ranga yasti haste dole, jena matta simha, charane te His red stick moving in his hand, he seemed like a maddened lion. All around the four sides of his feet were bumblebees. So actually, <laughs> This These few verses are pretty much um, mimicking or, you know, repeating the words of that song, that Preme Ghurnita song. It's a beautiful song. Um, <laughs> basically, all those descriptions are mentioned in these verses also. Parishadagane dekhi Krishna Krishna kohe his devotees, dressed like cowherd boys, surrounded his feet like so many bees and also chanted Krishna, Krishna, absorbed in ecstatic love. Some of them played horns and flutes and others danced and sang. Some of them offered betel nuts and others waved Chamara fans about him. So. Nityananda Swarup erdekhiya vay bhav ki barupa guna lila alaukika So, thus I saw such opulence. I, thus I saw such opulence in Lord Nityananda Swarup. His wonderful form, qualities, and pastimes are all transcendental. Alaukika. Loka means in this world. Lokika. Laukika means worldly, mundane. Alaukika means. Not to be found in this world. Uncommon. Transcendental. Ānande vihvala ame nahi tabeha si prabhu more kohile navani. I was overwhelmed with transcendental ecstasy, not knowing anything else. Then Lord Nithyananda smiled and spoke to me as follows. Āre āre krishnadasa nākaroh bhai, Vrindavane Jahataha Sarvala hoi Oh my dear Krishna Das, do not be afraid. Go to Vrindavan, for there you will attain all things. Attain all things means what? Oh, you will get all riches, you will get all good luck, and you know, beautiful wife. No. All spiritual desires will be fulfilled. In the Guru Vandana song, uh, what is that? Um, the second verse, last line. Shri Guru Charane Rathi Uttamagati Jai pure Puresarva Asha Jai Prasadhe Puresarva Asha The Guru, um, you know, by the mercy of his lotus feet, we can get the highest um, station, we can reach the highest station of Goloka. By his mercy, J Prasade, pure sarva asha. All our desires will be fulfilled. That means what? Oh, I'll take yes Prabhu, this is nice. I will take initiation from Prabhupada and then I will get all the material comforts. No. That is poison. When you get so-called material comforts, all our asha becomes durasha. She asha bifala. She jnana durbala. Bhaktivana Thakur is saying. All our desires are fruitless, useless, and all our uh, material knowledge will become uh, fruitless. Yeah, it's uh, completely. What Durbala means um, incapable of giving us any relief from the suffering of this material world. Balam means strength, it has no strength to remove our suffering. So, all things means, attain everything means to attain love of God, and love of God has everything. And uh, I think there is a verse like that. Kanto 9, Chapter 4, Text 67. Matsevaya pratitam te salokya de chatushtayam nechantisevaya purna purna kutonyat kala viplutam. My devotees are always satisfied to be engaged in my loving service. Sorry, who are always satisfied to be engaged in my loving service are not interested even in the four principles of liberation ke, sarupia, samipia, and sarashti. although these are automatically achieved by the service. What then is to be said of such perishable happiness as elevation to higher planetary systems? And Bilumangal Thakur Ah, oh yeah, it is right there in the purport. Wow. Sri Bilumangal Thakur's uh, has estimated the value of liberation as follows. Billu Mangal Thakur realized that if one develops his natural devotional service to the Supreme Lord, uh, supreme Personality of Godhead, Mukti stands before him with folded hands to offer all kinds of service. Along with artha, dharma, artha and kama. Not only Moksha, dharma, artha, kama will stand behind her to offer more services. So he will have everything At his disposal. In other words, the devotee is already liberated. There is no need for him to aspire for different types of liberation. The pure devotee automatically achieves liberation even without desiring it. So, even like this verse, um, I think I have shown many times, but I also did not memorize this. So, it is always good to revisit these verses and that's the only way we can remember them. Ah, Prabhu, I know this verse. Yeah, but (laughs) revise. How many times, Prabhupada, you know, quoted like "Dehinosminiyathaade"? Um, Why? Repetition will, you know, allow us to remember. Sri Goswami says in Bhakti Rasamudra, canto 1.1.38 bhakti sukham If Brahmananda, the bliss of merging in the Brahman effulgence, were multiplied one hundred trillion times. Not Brahmananda, Brahmananda times one hundred trillion times, that big so-called happiness, it would still not equal to even an atomic fragment of the ocean of transcendental bliss felt in devotional service. So if Brahmananda, the liberation, the so-called you know impersonal liberation, is so um, vastly different and incomparable to devotional service, then what to speak of material happiness like good wife or you know like. Heavenly planets. This is like. Tuchha. You know, insignificant. Etoboli prairila mure hatasani Antardhana koila After saying this, he directed me toward Vrindavan by waving his hand then he disappeared with his associates murchita hoiyamai padinu bhumite swapnabhanga hoila dekhi hoyache prabate i fainted and fell to the ground my dream broke and when i reg- regained consciousness i saw that morning had come ki dekhinu ki suninu korie vichar prabhu agya hoilo Prabhu Ag Gahoylo Vrindavana Jayibar Kidekhinu Kishuninu Koriyevichar Prabhu Ag Gahoylo Vrindavana Jayibar I thought about what I had seen and heard and concluded that the Lord had ordered me to proceed to Vrindavan at once. Sheikh Shane Vrindavan Ekori Nugaman Prabhu Rukripate Suke Ayinu Vrindavan That very second I started for Vrindavan and by His mercy I reached there in great happiness. Jaya Jaya Nityananda, Nityananda Ram, Jahara Kripate Vrindavan Vrindavanadham. All glory, all glory to Lord Nityananda Balaram, by whose mercy I have attained shelter in the transcendental abode of Vrindavan. In other words, without the mercy of Lord Nityananda, we have no access to Vrindavan dham. Jaya <clears> Jaya Nithyananda Jaya Kripamoy Jaha Hoite Painu Rupa Sanatan Ashray All glory, all glory to the Merciful Lord Nithyananda by whose mercy I have attained shelter at the lotus feet of Shri Rupa and Shri Sanatan. Jaha Hoite Painu Raghunath Mahashoy. Jaha Hoite Painu Shri Svarupa Ashray By His mercy I have attained the shelter of the great personality Shri Raghunath Das Goswami and by His mercy, I have found a refuge of Sri Swarup Damodar. Purport: Anyone desiring to become expert in the service of Sri Sri Radha and Krishna should always aspire to be under the guidance of Swarup Damodar Goswami, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, and Raghunath Das Goswami. To come under the protection of the Goswamis, one must get the mercy and grace of Lord of Nityananda Prabhu. The author has tried to explain this fact in these two verses. So Guru Krishna Kripaya Paia Bhaktilata Bej. So, like here, Nityananda Prabhu has given him Krishna kaviraj the association of the Goswamis. And by the under the training of the Goswamis, he became a of course he is already a pure devotee. But that is real treasure. The association of devotees. Actually, there is a nice verse two verses actually many verses sadhu sangha sadhu sangha sarva shastra koi lavamatra sadhu sangha sarva siddi hoi but eleven two thirty to 30 yes ata atyantikam kshemam prichamo bhavato nagha samsa resmin kshanardhopi satsangah shevadhir nirnam therefore O oh completely sinless ones I ask you to kindly tell me what the supreme good is? After all, even half a moment's association with pure devotees within this world of birth and death is a priceless treasure for any man. And there's this other verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhyalila, chapter twenty-four, text one hundred and twenty-five, if I am not wrong. Yes. Aho <clears> Mahatman, bahudoshadushto. Apyekena Bhatyesha Bhavogunena Sat-saṅga-mākhena Sukha-vahena krita dhyanoyena yena muksha Quotation from Hari Bhakti Sudhodaya A great learned devotee, although there... O oh great learned devotee, although there are many faults in this material world, there is one good opportunity, the association with devotees. Such association brings about great happiness. Due to this good quality, our strong desire to achieve liberation by merging into the Brahman effulgence has become weakened. You see? So, devotee association is the greatest treasure. So, Nityananda Prabhu, by the grace of Nityananda Prabhu, he got the treasure of the association of the six Goswamis. And of course, by the guidance of the six Goswamis, he understood the um of Radha and Krishna now here it is said um, anyone desiring to become expert in the service of Radha and Krishna should always aspire to be under the guidance of Sarup Damodar Goswami, Sanatana and Raghunath Das Goswami how to receive guidance from them? oh suddenly they are starting, started talking to them eh? no we have to take guidance from our spiritual master and those devotees who are working under the guidance of the spiritual master This is parampara system. We cannot jump gun. We have to take the instruction from Śrīla Prabhupāda. What He has laid down and what His devotees, His disciples, the senior devotees who are following strictly Śrīla Prabhupāda. From them we have to, of course, from Śrīla Prabhupāda's books and also take guidance from those who are strictly following Śrīla Prabhupāda. And then automatically, once you are following Prabhupāda, means you are automatically following Rūpa Goswami. That is, that is Parampara system. That's the beauty of Parampara system. That he is a, spiritual master is a transparent via medium for knowledge and service. Knowledge comes down the parampara from Krishna to us through the parampara system. And service goes from the spirit I mean from us to the spiritual master and all the way back to Krishna. So this two way traffic is going on knowledge from that side uh, and service from our side. so even though our service is imperfect and filled with so many offenses that's why we go through the spiritual master because if I think that I can directly offer my prayers or directly offer my service to Krishna that is um, that is uh, pride why why should I think that Krishna will listen to my uh, whatever I have to say who am I Right? So, that is actually pride. So, Krishna will actually not listen to such a person. So, that's why the proper method is to offer through the spiritual master everything. And first of all, everything. When we say everything, <laughs> not whatever I think. Oh, I will offer this. Not not only I am talking about the food, but also, you know, sometimes I may write something in glorification of You know, Krishna and you know, offer through the spiritual master. I must know whether I am glorifying properly or not, first of all. Or even glorifying the spiritual master, am I doing it properly? So, if we read Prabhupada's books, then we will know how to do all these things. Devotee should read Prabhupada's books. Then he will get an idea. Like you see how much fine etiquette we are learning here. You will learn even more now in the coming verses. What is the time? Yeah. So, in the coming verses, we will learn even more how a devotee should think. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, by his own example, is showing us how to think. So, to come under the whole Nityananda Prabhu's guidance and Goswami's, one must follow Śrīla Prabhupāda. Sanātana kripāya bhaktira siddhānta śrī rūpa bhaktira By the mercy of Sanātana Goswami, I have learned the final conclusions of devotional service. And by the grace of Sri Rupa Goswami, I have tasted the highest nectar of devotional service. So by the mercy of devotees only we can do these things. Hmm. Especially by the mercy of the pure devotee. In our case, Shri Prabhupada. What we understand about Rupa Goswami or Sanatana Goswami without Prabhupada. Right? Oh, yeah. Follow our spiritual master. Purport. Shri Sanatana Goswami Prabhu, the teacher of the science of devotional service, wrote several books of which the Brihad bhagavatamrita is very famous. Anyone who wants to know about the subject matter of devotees, devotional service, and Krishna, must read this book. Sanatana Goswami also wrote a special commentary on the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, known as the Dasama Tippani, which is so excellent that by reading it, one can understand very deeply the pastimes of Krishna and his exchanges of loving activities. Another famous book by Sanatan Goswami is the Bhakti Vilas, which states the rules and regulations for all divisions of Vaishnavas, namely, Vaishnava householders, Vaishnava brahmacharis, Vaishnava vanaparasas and Vaishnava sannyasis. This book was especially written, however, for Vaishnava householders. Shri Raghunath Das Goswami has described Sanatana Goswami in his prayer, Vilapa Kusumanjali, verse 6, where he has expressed his obligation to Sanatana Goswami in his in the following words. Again, You know what is the status of Raghunath Das Goswami? The amount of tapasa he does is unbelievable. Hmm? And even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's heart melted by the tapas that Ragh- Raghunath Das Goswami was doing. Now, although he is such a great devotee, you look at how he has constructed this verse, and this beautiful verse, um, glorifying Sanatana Goswami. Vairagya <speaking in foreign language> yug KRIPAM BUDHIRYA PARADUKHA DUKKI SANATANASTAM asrayami I was unwilling to drink the nectar of devotional service possessed of renunciation. <laughs> you know who is saying this? He is the master of renunciation. Raghunadas Goswami Bhaktirasam prayatnair apayajanmaam anabhipsumandham I was blind. I was unwilling to drink the nectar of devotional service. You see how he is, you know, uh, writing. I was unwilling to drink the nectar of devotional service. Possessed of renunciation. But Sanatan Goswami, out of his causeless mercy, made me drink it. Even though I was otherwise unable to do so. Uh, therefore, he is an ocean of mercy. He is very compassionate to fallen souls like me. And thus it is my duty to offer my respectful obeisances unto his lotus feet. And he say, Paradukha Dukhi. He's uh, he's he becomes unhappy by seeing others unhappy. He tries to always help me. And he saw me unhappy and I was unwilling to take the medicine how to become happy and but he forced me into it. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, you know, how much devotion this is humility, you see. <clears throat> Krishna Das Kaviraj uh, Goswami. Also, in the last section of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, specifically mentions the names of Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami and Srila Jiva Goswami and offers his respectful obeisances under the lotus feet of these three spiritual masters as well as Raghunath Das. Srila Raghunath Das Goswami also accepted Sanatana Goswami as the teacher of the science of devotional service. Srila Rupa Goswami is described as the Bhakti Rasacharya or one who knows the essence of devotional service. His, his famous book Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu is the science of devotional service and by reading this book, one can understand the meaning of devotional service. Another of his famous books is the Ujjwal Nilamani. In this book, he elaborately explains the loving affairs and transcendental activities of Lord Krishna and Radharani. Jaya Jaya Charanaravinda Jaha hai, tepainu, Shri Radha Govinda. All glory, all glory to the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda, by whose mercy I have attained Sri Radha Govinda. Jaya jaya Nityananda charanaravinda, jaha hoite paino, Shri Radha Govinda. Very nice verse. Um, Purpose. Srila Na, Narutam Das Thakur, who is famous for his poetic composition known as Prarthana. It's a, it's a book, collection of songs by Narutam Das Thakur. He has written many books, this is one of the books, Prārthana. Um, has lamented in one of his prayers, When will Lord Nityananda be merciful upon me, so that I will forget all material desires? This is how a devotee should speak. If he is speaking that, yes, Nityananda Prabhu is there with me, I have forgotten material desires, huh? rubbish. You know, when he was singing in a kirtan, he was singing, singing so melodiously, and so much with especially ecstasy and devotion that the panchatatva, although they have already departed from this world chaitanya mahaprabhu nitananda prabhu advaita gadadhar shrivas all of them came down and began dancing in the kirtan and everybody couldn't see but he could see them is again possible for a person of that stature of narthun and everybody did not know why but they were feeling this great ecstasy and dance became the dancing became even more wild and wild the big uh, kheturi gram festival you know uh, naratunga thakur he organized sankirtan festival so and that person is saying when will lord Nityananda be merciful upon me so that i will forget all material desires he is teaching us how we should think but he is also thinking like that Sril Narottam Das Thakur confirms, actually, Prema Gandha Chaitanya Charitamata Antlila, 20.28. Premera Swabhavajaha Premera Sambandha Shaymane Krishna Mora Nahi Prema Gandha. Wherever there is a relationship of love of Godhead. Its natural symptom is that the devotee does not think himself a devotee. That's when love of Godhead is there. Instead he always thinks that he has not even a drop of love for Krishna. That is the symptom of a person who is in love of Krishna. When will Lord Nityananda be merciful upon me so that I will forget all material desires? Srila Narutumdhas Thakur confirms that unless one is freed from material desires to satisfy the needs of the body and senses, one cannot understand the transcendental abode of Lord Krishna Vrindavan. He also confirms that one cannot understand the loving affairs of Radha and Krishna without going through the direction of the six Goswamis. In another verse, Naratunda's Thakur has stated that without the causeless mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, one cannot enter into the affairs of Radha and Krishna. This is the humility of Krishna das Kaviraj Goswami, this particular verse. Even a few few verses after this. All these verses are like supreme humility. Jagai Madhai Hoite Muise Papishta Hoyte Muise Laghishta. I am more sinful than Jagai and Madhai, and even lower than the worms in the stool. When Nityananda Prabhu came in his dream and asked him to go to Vrindavan and he gave him the shelter of the Goswamis. And here krishna's Kavaraj Goswami is saying this. Now, actually, <laughs> there was an interesting conversation today afternoon. Today morning, actually. Yeah, today morning. One devotee was asking me, Prabhu, um, too much humility is not good, it is said. Um, why is that? Uh, then, actually, there is a Bengali proverb. It is said that, Ati Bhakti Chore Lakshan bhakti Chorer Lakshan in Bengali slang. So Atibhakti Chorer Lakshan. That means too much bhakti. bhakti is Chorer Lakshan. It's a sign of a thief. If he's being very too humble, too nice, that means something is wrong here. He is doing something, he's trying to cover it up with this uh, act. So Atibhakti Chorer Lakshan. Now, so he is asking this devotee was asking me. Um, Why is it said, uh, how to, I mean, should we be humble or should we not then, he was saying. So, it is said, that of course I told him this, then I am repeating that again here. So, Atibhakti means, what is Atibhakti? Can there be something like too much devotion? Bhakti means devotion, Atibhakti means too much devotion. So, how can there be like too much devotion? Is there like less devotion that is right devotion and this is too much devotion? No, there is no limit, right? So what is this Atibhakti? That means what is in the mind and what action it is. there is the mismatch. That means in my mind I am thinking I am a great devotee. But outside I am saying Prabhu actually I am a very fallen soul. Hoping that the other person will say No, 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 Prabhu you are a pure devotee, Prabhu. Ah, Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so this... <laughs> So inside, I'll be like, ah, satisfied. Yes, he called me pure devotee, yes. So if I am satisfied by praise, I'm a rascal. I'm willingly drinking poison. Uh, So, atibhakti means, I'm saying something which I don't mean it. I'm I'm making a statement of like very humility filled uh, feeling, but actually my feeling is not like that. That is atibhakti. When the words and the feeling don't match, but here when Krishna's Kavaraj Goswami is saying, he is actually feeling like that. He is actually feeling that he is lower than the worm in the stool. Now, we can say I am lower than the worm in the stool. Because, you know, we are used to this. Oh, purishar kete mui se Now, if we see stool, I mean, we don't want to even look at it, right? And the worm in the stool, it's like, what kind of life? We think that's, that's horrible. My life is much better. That means what? <laughs> I'm thinking I'm far better off than that worm. Who will compare himself to the worm in the stool? Come on. Right? Ordinarily. But he is actually feeling that way. And actually, I, I uh, in 2015, I went to China. And we went to this, uh, you know, it's like a hill, you know, one one person, he was saying that, you know, we should have a temple here, but anyway, that didn't materialize. But he was just showing us around his place, his very vast place. So anyway, we went there, there was this drain and it was open drain and then very, very dirty. And there was stool also and everything was there and, and this worm was crawling and I was just looking at that worm and said, wow. I mean just imagine for a second if I am there in that drain, swimming on in stool. What kind of feeling is that? I mean I mean what kind of a life it is. And how did Krishna Kavaraj Goswami even say that he is lower than that? What kind of humility is that? You know, is this unimaginable. So this is not to be imitated. Only with spiritual strength one can become humble actually humble, not just saying, lip service humble, actually feeling that humility. Hmm. You see what he's saying? Anyone who hears my name loses the results of his pious activities. Anyone who utters my name becomes sinful. Now you may say, but his name is Krishnadas, how can uh, Krishnadas become, you know, if he is chanting Krishna's name, how can he become sinful? No, I mean, Krishnadas means he is referring to him. So anybody, if he is chanting my name means, he is thinking of me. Just by thinking of me, he will become sinful. I am so sinful. That by thinking of me, will, by chanting my name, he loses his pious, activities, pious results. But what is the actual fact? By chanting his name, we become purified. By thinking of him, by thinking of his pastimes, we become purified. Tirthi Tirthani They purify even holy places. This is power of devotee. Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 9 chapter 9 text six. Shri Vacha Nahashanta Lokapavana Bhagirath said Those who are saintly because of devotional service and are therefore in the renounced order free from material desires and who are pure devotees expert in following the regulative principles mentioned in the Vedas are always glorious and pure in behaviour and are able to deliver all fallen souls He's actually speaking to Mother Ganga, the personality of Mother Ganga. When such pure devotees bathe in your water, the sinful reactions accumulated from other people will certainly be counteracted. For such devotees always keep in the core of their hearts the Supreme Personality of Godhead who can vanquish all sinful reactions. Because Ganga was hesitating to come down. And one of her uh, apprehensions was that, oh, if I come and, you know, just to purify themselves, so many people, sinful people, will come and bathe in my water. And the sin, I will accumulate all that sin. Uh, how can how can I be relieved of that burden? Then Bhagirath said, uh, Bhagiratha. Bhagirath said this: that when saintly persons come and take bath in your waters, when actual pure devotees, they although it looks like everybody is taking bath, they are also taking bath the same thing. But no, effect is totally different. Where they are leaving their sins here, but this pure devotee is taking your all those accumulated sins of millions of people, and he is purifying you. So he can purify Ganga as pure, pure devotee, huh? whereas here he is saying anyone who hears my name loses the result of his pious activities. What kind of humility? Who in this world but Nityananda could show his mercy to such an abominable person as me? He is talking himself as abominable and this is not only words, his feeling is on that level. It's a very high level actually. Yeah. Because he is intoxicated by ecstatic love and is an incarnation of mercy, he does not distinguish between the good and the bad. Jai tare koraye he delivers all those who fall down before him therefore he has delivered such a sinful and fallen person as me mo papishthe anilena shri vrindavan mohena adhame dila shri Rupacharan Although I am sinful and I am the most fallen, he has conferred upon me the lotus feet of Sri Rupa Goswami. Madana Govinda Darshan Jogjana, Jogjana Hai I am not fit to speak all these confidential words about my visiting Lord Madan Gopal and Lord Govinda. Because when he went to you know these deities, these temples no very confidential things happen and he said i am not fit to speak all these confidential words hmm. usually a devotee does not reveal all these things mm-hmm. vrindavana purandar shri madan gopal rasavilasi sakshad vrajendra kumar lord madan gopal the chief deity of vrindavan is the enjoyer of the rasa dance and is directly the son of the king of raja shri radha lalita sange rasavilash manmadha Manmadharupe jahara prakash Shri Radha Lalitāsaṅghe Rāsa Vilaas Man Madha Man Madha Rūpe Yāhāra Prakāsa He enjoys the rasa dance with Shri Mati Radharani, Shri Lalitā and others. He manifests himself as the Cupid of Cupid's. Tāsaṁ āvirabhūt chauriḥ Smayamāna mukhaṁ bhujaḥ Pītāṁ baradharaḥ Sragvi Sakshan man madha, man madha. Manmadha means Cupid. Kandarpa. Same. Um, wearing yellow garments and decorated with a flower garland, um, Lord Krishna appearing among the gopis with his smiling lotus face looked directly like the charmer of the heart of Cupid. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.32.2 Svamadhuriye loke ramana mana kore akarshan Radha Lalita Karen Sevan With Radha and Lalita serving him on his two sides, he attracts the hearts of all by his own sweetness. Nityananda Shri Radha Mohane The mercy of Lord Nityananda showed me Sri Madan Mohan and gave me Sri Madan Mohan as my Lord and Master. So our deities also are Sri Radha Madan Mohan. So Madan Mohan is the sambandha deva Means he is the presiding deity of the Sambandha-gyan. Why? Because in Sambandha, now we are establishing a relationship with Krishna. Another establishment of relationship is just the opposite of the establishment of relationship with Cupid. Because we have now established a firm relationship with Cupid. That means we are attracted to our... um, Senses, especially sex. And that lust is there in this world and that is keeping us here. And Madan Mohan is a person who conquers. He is so attractive that he can Mohit, he can uh, can put into illusion even Cupid. Out of Cupid, we are an illusion. But he puts Cupid into illusion and he saves us. (laughs) So, uh, he's so much more attractive. So if because we're attracted to cupid, so we're in this world. So he attracts. So in this way, because we are always attracted to the more attractive things. So he's millions of times more attractive. So he established. In that way, we are starting to get attracted to him. <clears throat> so we're establishing our relationship with him. So Madan Mohan is therefore the um, presiding deity of the Sambandha Gyan. So. All Vedic literatures are divided into abhi, Sambandha, Abhideya, Prayojana Sambandha means establishing relationship with God Who are we? How are we related with God? <coughs> and Abhideya means to actually act on that relationship to serve God. We are eternal servants so I should serve. So that is Abhideya And Prayojana means to attain love of God to purify that service to the ultimate capacity of pure love MOADHA ME DILA SHRI GOVINDHA DARSHAN KOHI BARE KATHANA HEN AKATHYA KATHAN He granted to one as low as me, the sight of Lord Govinda. Words cannot describe this, nor is it fit to be disclosed. Vrindavane GOPA Vrindavane YOGA PEETHE KALPATA RUVANE RATNA RATNA SIMHASANE SHRI GOVINDHA VASIYA CHEN Madhurya Prakashikaren Mohan, On an altar made of gems in the principal temple of Vrindavan amidst a forest of desire trees, Lord Govinda, the son of the king of Raja, sits upon a throne of gems and manifests his full glory and sweetness, thus enchanting the entire world. Vama Shri Radhika Sakhi Gana Sangye Rasadika Leela Prabhu by his left side is Srimati Radharani and her personal friends. With them Lord Govinda enjoys Raslila and many other pastimes. kare Korepadmasan Mantra kare Lord Brahma sitting on his lotus seat in his own abode, always meditates on him and worships him with the mantra consisting of eighteen syllables. Purport. So, Brahma meditates on him, on Krishna in this uh, in uh, Golok Vrindavan purport. In his own planet, Lord Brahma, with the inhabitants of that planet, worships the form of Lord Govinda, Krishna, by the mantra of 18 syllables. Claim Krishna, Govinda, Gopi, Swaha. Those who are initiated by a bona fide spiritual master and who chant the Gayatri mantra three times a day, know this Ashtada Shakshara, 18 syllable mantra. The inhabitants of Brahmaloka and the planets below Brahmaloka worship Lord Govinda by meditating with this mantra. There is no difference between meditating and chanting, but in the present age, meditation is not possible on this planet. Therefore, loud chanting of a mantra like the Maha mantra, Hare Krishna, with soft chanting of the Ashta the mantra of 18 syllables, is recommended. So, what we chant here is Gayatri, one of the Gayatri mantras. There they chant as Japa, they actually chant that mantra. Lord Brahma lives in the highest planetary system known as Brahmaloka or Satyaloka. In every planet there is a predominating deity. As the predominating deity in Satyaloka is Lord Brahma, so in the heavenly planets Indra is the predominating deity and on the sun, the sun god Vivasvan is the predominating deity. The inhabitants and predominating deities of every planet are all recommended to worship Govinda either by meditation or by chanting. Chaudhda Bhuvane Jara sabekore Dhyan Vaikuntha Dipure Jara Leela Gunagan Everyone in the fourteen worlds meditates upon him, and all the denizens of Vaikuntha sing of his qualities and pastimes. rupa The goddess of fortune is attracted by his sweetness, which Srila rupa goswami has described in this way. Purport. Srila Rupa Goswami, in his Laghu Bhagavatamrita, has quoted from the Padma Puran, where it is stated that Lakshmi Devi, the goddess of fortune, after seeing the attractive features of Lord Krishna, was attracted to him. She was actually already the wife of Lord Narayan, but she, when she saw Krishna, she was attracted to him more than her own husband. And to get the favour of Lord Krishna, she engaged herself in meditation. When asked by Krishna why she engaged in meditation with austerity, Lakshmi Devi answered, I want to be one of your associates like the gopis in Vrindavan. Hearing this, Lord Sri Krishna replied that it was quite impossible. Quite impossible for Lakshmi. You know, what to speak of us? (laughs) Flatly. He just replied, that's impossible. Lakshmi Devi then said that she wanted to remain just like a golden line on the chest of the Lord. That's why it's called... Uh, um, What is that? Uh, of course, Sri Vatsa is the hair. It's uh, Sri. Uh, what is it? Sri Nivas. The chest of the Lord is called Sri Nivas because that is the abode of Lakshmi in that golden line on the chest of the Lord. There is actually a person and that is actually Lakshmi Devi. The Lord granted the request, and since then, Lakshmi has always been situated on the chest of Lord Krishna as a golden line. See, even line is also a person. Just imagine how much everything is a person in the spiritual world. You know, just that in a golden uh, ornament that is a person and that is actually Lakshmi Devi the Lord granted the request and since then Lakshmi has always been situated on the chest of Lord Krishna as a golden line the austerity and meditation of Lakshmi Devi are also mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.16.36 where the Nagapatnis the wives of the serpent Kalia in the course of their prayers to Krishna said that the goddess of fortune Lakshmi also wanted his association as a gopi and desired the dust of his lotus feet so let's look at the prayer Kassianu Kassianu Bhavos, this is um, eleven syllables. Kassianu Bhavos, Yanadeva Vidmahe Tavang Krirenos Parashad Hikara Yadvan Chaya Vihaya Kaman Suchiram Dritta Vrata is, the Kaliya's wives, they are praying to Lord Krishna in this way. O oh Lord, we do not know how the serpent Kaliya has attained this great opportunity of being touched by the dust of your lotus feet. For this end, the goddess of fortune performed austerities for centuries, giving up all other desires and talk, and taking austere vows. For this, Lakshmi did you know, tapasya for so many centuries, but here... I mean, a person was offending the devotees of renown he has attained. What kind of fortune is this? You are so merciful. Hmm. Hmm, this is the very nice verse. We will try to finish today everything. All this entire chapter. I think there are about Twelve more verses. Smeram bhangi trayaparichitam, Sachivistir nadrishtim Vamshi inyasta, harakishalayam Ujjalam chandrakena Govinda kyam harita nomita Keshitirtho pacante Ma prekshishthas my dear friend, if you are indeed attached to your worldly friends, do not look at the smiling face of Lord Govinda as he stands on the bank of the Yamuna at Keshi Ghat. Casting sidelong glances, he places his flute to his lips, which seem like newly blossomed twigs. His transcendental body, bending in three places, appears very bright in the moonlight. So this is too attractive. I mean, you will lose all, all attraction for the dull material relationships if you look at him so if you're interested in those dull relationships then keep away from this dangerous boy purport this is a verse quoted from the bhaktira sindhu 1.2.239 in connection with practical devotional service generally people in their conditioned life engage in the pleasure of society friendship and love this so-called love is lust not love but people are satisfied with such a false understanding of love. Vidyapati, a great and learned poet of Mithila, has said that the pleasure derived from friendship, society and family life in the material world is like a drop of water but our hearts desire pleasure like an ocean. What is that uh, song? Um, yeah. Tathale uh, saikate sama sutamita. Uh, Ramana Samaj Tata Lasekate Bari Bindu Sama Sutamita Mita Ramani Samaj So Madhava uh, Ham Parinam Nirasha Madhava this is a beautiful song, and actually, it is uh, Prabhupada's one of the favorite songs. One of the, I think, two favorite songs. One is the Jairadha Madhava and this is the other one. Prabhupada's favorite song by Vidyapati. So, <clears throat> maybe we should sing that song once in the Vaishnava songs uh, session, maybe. So, uh, he is saying vidyapati is saying this pleasure derived from friendship society and family life in this material world is like a drop of water but our hearts desire the pleasure of an ocean if i am in the desert i am thirsty i am my tongue is parched and if i ask for water and if somebody says i have water i have water oh that already brings a lot of relief then if they you know open the bottle and then pour one drop they, you know bottoms up if they do this bottle bottoms up And just one drop falls out of it. And that's it. Okay? Enough. Your water is finished. How frustrating that is. And that is exactly how material uh, life is. It promises to quench our entire thirst. And when it actually gives us, it only gives us a drop, which increases the frustration even more. Because... If there is no happiness I and mean, if there is no water, I'll be at least, you know, try to adapt myself to that. Although it is a very intolerable, but if I am given a false hope and when I'm, the hope is given, Oh, I already feel a lot of relief. But when the, uh, the hope is not met with actual expectation, I mean, it does not meet with the expectations only drop. I mean, that is more frustrating than saying that there is no water. We would rather hear the news that there is no water than hear false news and then be frustrated after that. Right? So, it's like that. The material happiness of this friendship, society and family life in the material world is like a drop of water on the burning hot sands of the desert. Hmm. Bari Bindu Sama. Bari means this desert. Thus, the heart is compared to a desert of material existence that requires the water of an ocean of pleasure to satis- satisfy its dryness. If there is a drop of water in the desert, one may indeed say it is water, but such a minor quantity of water, of water has no value. So, in other words, material happiness may be called happiness, but what is the value of that tutcha, sukha, insignificant happiness? Similarly, in this material world, no one is satisfied in the dealings of society, friendship and love. Therefore, if one wants to derive real pleasure within his heart, he must seek the lotus feet of Govinda. In this verse, Ruba Goswami indicates that if one wants to be satisfied in the pleasure of society, friendship and love, he need not seek shelter at the lotus feet of Govinda. For if one takes shelter under his lotus feet, he will forget that minute quantity of so-called pleasure. One who is not satisfied with that so-called pleasure may seek the lotus feet of Govinda who stands on the shore of the Yamuna at Keshitirtha or Keshighat in Vrindavan and attracts all the gopis to his transcendental loving service. Without a doubt he is directly the son of the king of Raja. Only a fool considers him a statue. So we should never consider the deity in the temple or the deity at all to be a statue. He is Krishna himself. Um, So, and Prabhupada explains nicely, let him explain. So in the next verse, For that offense, if he considers him just a stone, for that offense he cannot be liberated. Rather he will fall into a terrible hellish condition. What more should I say? In his Bhakti Sandarbha, Jiva Goswami has stated that those who are actually very serious about devotional service do not differentiate between the form of the Lord made of clay, metal, stone or wood and the original form of the Lord. Just before we, before we proceed further, let's look at that verse. Do you remember the verse? Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 27, Text 12. Shaili Lepya Manu Mai The deity form of the Lord is said to appear in eight varieties stone, wood, metal, earth, paint, sand, the mind or jewels. So the deity all those eight forms are non-different from the Lord, actual transcendental lord. In the material world, a person and his photograph, picture or statue are different. But the statue of Lord Krishna and Krishna himself, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, are not different because the Lord is Absolute. What we call stone, wood and metal are energies of the Supreme Lord and energies are never never separate from the energetic. As we have several times explained, no one can separate the sunshine energy from the energetic sun. So sunshine is the energy, sun is the energetic who possesses the energy. Therefore, material energy may appear separate from the Lord, but transcendently it is not different from the Lord. And, you know, in our uh, present state, as Kaniṣṭha Adhikāris, we should never um, say that, oh, um, you know, I am talking to Krishna, or Krishna is talking to me, the deity is talking to this. We should not say these things. This is Sahajī again. Because this only is possible for Uttama Adhikāri. And Plato Prabhupāda says in the purport that, Although in the Kanisha Adhikari this is not possible, this realization that you know he does not actually um, you know, have this direct communication with Krishna. But we have to accept it theoretically. And when one comes to the stage of Uttama Adhikari, then one actually sees it. Sees the truth of the matter. Yeah? But it is never to be imitated. As Bhaktivarananta, every Acharya has warned us not to imitate this behavior. Therefore, material energy may sometimes appear appear separate from the Lord, but transcendentally it is non-different from the Lord. The Lord can appear anywhere and everywhere because His diverse energies are distributed everywhere like sunshine. We should therefore understand whatever we see to be the energy of the Supreme Lord and should not differentiate between the Lord and His archa form made made from clay, metal, wood or paint. Even if one has not developed this consciousness, one should accept it theoretically from the instructions of the spiritual master and should worship the archa murti or form of the Lord in the temple as non-different from the Lord. The Padma Puran specifically mentions that anyone who thinks the form of the Lord in the temple to be made of wood, stone or metal is certainly in a hellish condition. You know the verse? This is the verse in the Padma Puran. This is stated in the purport of twenty 20.217 purport. और छे विष्णु शिलाधीर गुरु सुनरमतिर् वैष्णवे जाति बुद्धिर् विष्णुर्वा वैष्णवानां कलिमल मथने पाद तीर्थेम्बु बुद्धिः श्री विष्णुर्नाम निमन्त्रे सकल कलुषहे शब्द बुद्धिर् विष्णुर् सर्वेश्वरेषे no one should consider the deity in the temple to be made of stone or wood, nor should one consider the spiritual master or an ordinary human being. No one should consider Vaishnava to belong to some to a particular caste or creed, and no one should consider Sarnamrita or Ganges water to be like ordinary water. Nor should anyone consider the Hare Krishna Mahamantra to be a material vibration. All these expansions of Krishna in the material world are simply demonstrations of the Lord's mercy and willingness to give facility to His devotees who are engaged in His devotional service within the material world. You see? All these expansions of Krishna in the material world are simply demonstrations of the Lord's mercy. Hmm. All these things, the spiritual master, the deity, Ganga, um, Mahamantra, all these are ways by which we can access Krishna even though we are in the material world. Ganga is nothing but the water from his feet. And he is not only these things, in fact other things like Shastra. What about Shastra? What about Bhagavad Gita? these are all facilities although we are unable to contact the lord he has spread his mercy in a way which we can contact even with our present senses hmm. <clears throat> oh, this is impersonalists are against the worship of the lord's form in the temple and there is even a group of people who pass as hindus but condemn such worship Arya samaj their so called acceptance of the Vedas has no meaning. For all the Acharyas, even the impersonalist Sankaracharya has recommended the worship of the transcendental form of the Lord. Impersonalists like Sankaracharya recommend the worship of five forms known as Panchap- Panchopasana, which include Lord Vishnu. Vaishnavas, however, worship the forms of Lord Vishnu in his varied manifestations such as Radha Krishna, Lakshmi Narayan, Sita Ram, and Rukmini Krishna. Mayavadis admit that worship of Lord Krishna's form is required in the beginning, but they think that in the end everything is impersonal. Therefore, since they are ultimately against worship of the Lord's forms, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has described them as offenders. Shrimad Bhagavatam has condemned those who think the body to be the self as Bhauma Ijjadhi. Him. Bhauma means earth, and Ijjadhi means worshipper. There are two kinds of Bhauma Ijjadhi. Him. Those who worship the land of their birth, such as nationalists, you know, Bhumi means, you know, uh, Bhauma means earth. ijadhi means worshipper. So, those who worship the land of his birth, such as nationalists, who make many sacrifices for the motherland, patriotists, patriotic people, and those who condemn the worship of the Lord, of the form of, of the Lord. So, why Bhaumejadhi means a uh, person who condemns the worship of the form of the Lord? Because they think that this uh, this Archavigraha is bhauma is earth, it's just stone. Their intelligence, they think that uh, one who considers uh, this to be a stone worship. That is Bhaumejadhi. And other Bhaumejadhi is that, of course, nationalist is one thing, but another aspect of the Bhaumejadhi is, just worshiping stones not authorized deity forms you know some in india you know some tree under the tree there will be some stone and there will be some cloth around the stone and then people will start worshiping the stone so, these are kind of nonsense is not to be done no. Shaligram shila is different that is vishnu form and deity form is different and if one worships ordinary stone hmm, Or one worships one's motherland. That is also earth. Stone is also earth. And one who considers the deity worship as worship of the earth or the stone. So these things are uh, offensive. (coughs) I think... uh, Virendra is asking, are Muslims bhaumai jadhi? Well, we don't want to comment, but uh, you, you know the answer from I mean this uh, the statements of the uh, scripture. Jaha hoite, kripa ke pare Therefore, who can describe the mercy of the lotus feet of him, Lord Nityanda by whom I have attained the shelter of this Lord Govinda? Actually, coming back to that question of Vérindra, um, that's why in even Muslim, they don't accept that God has a form. Because He has no material form. In that way, it is right. He has no material form, but He has a transcendental form. And the stone, the Kaaba they touch in the Makkah is considered to represent Him. So, that's why they don't consider it as ordinary stone. So, that is a form of, you can say, deity worship. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to uh, go further into that. But in our scriptures, it is very, very developed. This idea of deity worship is very much developed. You know this. Um, I mean, the form of the Lord, the the descriptions of the form and the the, the deity itself, and then the the elaborate deity worship, um, the entire uh, instructions for that. The I mean, the rules and regulations. It's very, very elaborate. It is It is in a much, it is the most developed form in our, and of course, we cannot follow it to the fullest in this Kali Yuga. In dwapar Yuga, people used to be able to follow, but in Kali Yuga, the name, Harinam Sankirtan. Of course, there should be also deity worship, uh, as, Sanatha, as the Goswamis have actually explained. Uh, there has to be deity worship because it will regulate the life of a devotee. In fact, <clears throat> Holy Name is so powerful that there is no requirement of any deity worship, nothing. But because we commit offences, to reduce our offences, we are taught deity worship. Hmm. So then we have regulated life, then we have so many services. Our service expands. Now the festivals that we do, like Rathyatra, Janmashtami, Ramnavami, Narsuma Chaturdashi, all these are possible because of deities. So the service expands and it gives opportunity to many people also. And in that, our spiritual life especially for kanishta adhikaris like us we I mean, at least me so we have to um you know engage in these you know services with wholeheartedly so that is why the lord expands his services in the material world in the form of the deity and that is his mercy hmm. <clears throat> Therefore, who can describe the mercy of the lotus feet of him, Lord Nityananda, by whom I have attained the shelter of this Lord Govinda? Vrindavane sejata Vaishnava mandal Krishna nama parayana paramamangal All the groups of Vaishnavas who live in Vrindavan are absorbed in chanting the all auspicious name of Krishna. What is this groups of Vaishnavas? um, You know, Acharyas and the disciples and like that. Um, so, all of them. <clears throat> Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda are the life and soul of those Vaishnavas who do not know anything but devotional service to Sri Sri Radha Krishna. Um, the dust and shade of the lotus feet of the Vaishnavas have been granted to this fallen soul by the mercy of Lord Nityananda. Lord Nityananda said, In Vrindavan, all things are possible. Here I have explained his brief statement in detail. You see, Sarvalabhyahoy. So, Nithyananda Prabhu said to Krishna das Goswami in the dream, if you remember. Sarvalabhyahoy. You will get all things. So, here not says, in Vinodavan all things are possible. Here I have explained his brief statement in detail. So, he is explaining what is the meaning of all things. So, it is the association of Vaishnavas, the Sankirtan, the Holy Name, the, the, the form of the Lord. These are the things, the spiritual treasures of a devotee. Sanatana Goswami, I think you know the story. Um, one man, he wanted to become rich and he worshipped Lord Shiva. And in a dream, Lord Shiva came to that person and said, you go to this person called Sanatana Goswami in Vrindavan. He is a very great saint. You ask anybody, they will know him. You go to him, he has this stone, touch stone. You touch anything with that, it will become gold, any metal. So he has that, you go and take from him. Then you can make as much gold as possible and you can become rich. He went to Sanatana Goswami. I mean, went to now and searched, asked around, who is Sanatana Goswami? Then he finally found him. He came to him and said, are you Sanatana Goswami? He said, yes. I heard that, um, I, I, in a dream, Lord Shiva told me that you have a touchstone uh, that can turn met, any metal into gold. Uh, do you have it? He said, uh, yeah, 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 I, I do have it actually. Where is it? Can you tell me? Uh, I want it. Yeah, you can actually pick it up from outside. You know, there is a garbage there. Um, you know, there it is there. Yeah, among the garbage, I think it is, it should be there. So, he went and searched through the garbage and he found one stone. Is it the one? Ah, yes, that. That is the one. Then, yes. Then he took and ran away. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And he ran away. And he was running to his home full of bliss. And suddenly he remembered, Hey, wait, 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 wait. What? What did just happen? If this stone is in the garbage, he must be having something more than this. What is that? Ran back again. (laughs) So, how come this is in garbage? What do you have now? I mean, you must be having something more. He said, yeah, actually, I do have something higher than that. Eh? Why don't you tell me? I want that. Okay, for that, then Sanatana Goswami said, you have to throw the stone in the uh, Yamuna, and then you have to come to me. Then I can, then only I can give. Really? Okay. He went and threw the stone. Then he gave him the japmala. This is the treasure. This will give you the highest treasure. <laughs> so in this way, he became a devotee. Of course, if today if you give somebody like that, you know, you say, that, that's only was better, this mala i will do. You know? <laughs> but, see, that is because we don't have ourselves faith, we think like that. But, there is an infection of a Krishna conscious person. Even a person who is not interested in all this, when you just come in contact with the pure devotee, he becomes infected with that consciousness of the pure devotee, of the the conviction that the pure devotee has. It's not just conviction, it is beyond conviction. Like you're not convinced that you have a father and mother. You know your father and mother. Right? That's beyond conviction. Conviction is conviction means still there is faith, an element of faith. But when you know, like personally, on a personal level, that's beyond conviction. So when a pure devotee speaks from that platform, he can speak right to the soul, he penetrates the heart and speaks right to the soul. That's why Narad Muni change that Mrigari hunter in a matter of seconds from a cruel hunter who used to half kill animals and give them extreme torture he became so kind that he wouldn't even kill an ant he wouldn't step on an ant so this is the <clears throat> power of pure devotee and in fact now we're talking about the Chintamani touchstone Parvatamuni call muni a touchstone Chintamani because just by your touch person so sinful has become gold, devotee and is willing, not willing to even kill an ant so what a touchstone Chintamani you are so that is the real touchstone, the devotee is the real touchstone not the touchstone that Sanatana Goswami had but Sanatana Goswami is the touchstone that who can make every other person a Vaishnava. that's why Bhaktivinoda Thakur said uh, in the nectar of instruction verse 5 purport, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's quote is uh, quoted there that is said that uh, Vaishnava is recognized by the ability of how many Vaishnavas he can make. So you see Prabhupada, how many Vaishnavas he made and still making and will make in the future also. So that is touchstone, real touchstone. Ami Labhya e Prabhura I have attained all this by coming to Vrindavan, and this was made possible by the mercy of Lord Nityananda. Purport. All the inhabitants of Vrindavan are Vaishnavas. They are all auspicious because somehow or other they are always chant the holy name of Krishna. Even though some of them do not strictly follow the rules and regulations of devotional service, on the whole they are devotees of Krishna and chant his name directly or indirectly. Purposely or without purpose, even when they pass on the street, they are fortunate enough to exchange greetings by saying the name of Radha or Krishna. Um, thus, directly or indirectly, they are auspicious. The present city of Vrindavan has been established by the Gaudiya Vaishnavas since the six Goswamis went there and directed the construction of their different temples. Of all the temples in Vrindavan, 90% belong to the Gaudiya Vaishnava sect, the followers of the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda, and seven temples are very famous. The inhabitants of Vrindavan do not know anything but the worship of Radha and Krishna. In recent years, some unscrupulous so-called priests, known as caste Goswamis, have introduced the worship of demigods privately, but no genuine and rigid Vaishnavas participate in this. Those who are serious about the Vaishnava method of devotional service do not take part in such worship of demigods. You see? Recently we were talking about that, worshipping of demigods and secretly this way, that way. No, no genuine and rigid Vaishnavas participating in this. This is called, what is that? The word um, caste Goswamis. Mm. <clears throat> The Gaudiya Vaishnavas never differentiate between Radha Radha Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. They say that since Lord Chaitanya is the combined form of Radha and Krishna, he is not different from Radha and Krishna. But some misled people try to prove that they they are greatly elevated by saying that they like to chant the holy name of Lord Gaura instead of the names of Radha and Krishna. (coughs) Thus, they purposely differentiate between Lord Chaitanya and Radha and Krishna. According to them, the system of Nadia Nagari which they have recently invented in their fertile brains (laughs) is the worship of Gaura, Lord Chaitanya, but they do not like to worship Radha and Krishna. They put forward the argument that since Lord Chaitanya himself appeared as Radha and Krishna combined, there is no necessity of worshipping Radha and Krishna. Such differentiation by so-called devotees of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is considered disruptive by pure devotees. Anyone who differentiates between Radha and Krishna and Gauranga is to be considered a plaything in the hands of Maya. So these are, you know, these things, how can we understand even? We have to listen to them from the mouth of a pure devotee. So Prabhupada is explaining here, and like that we can understand. There are others who are against the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, thinking him mundane. But any sect that differentiates between Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Radha Krishna, either by worshipping Radha Krishna as distinct from Lord Chaitanya, or by worshipping Lord Chaitanya but not Radha Krishna, is in the group of Prakrta Sahajiyas, Nadiyanagaris, caste Goswamis, Prakrita Sahajiyas. These are all Appa he is mentioning here. Srila Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami the author of Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita, predicts in, predicts in verses 225 and 226 that in the future those who manufacture imaginary methods of worship will gradually give up the worship of Radha and Krishna and although they will call themselves devotees of Lord Chaitanya they will also give up the worship of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and fall down into material activities. Let's see what is 25 and 26. Without a doubt he is directly the son of Nanda son of the king of Raja only a fool considers him a statue. For that offence, he cannot be liberated. Rather, he will fall into a terrible condition, hellish condition. What more should I say? So, these have been the predictions of Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami. For real, for the real worshipers of Lord Chaitanya, the ultimate goal of life is to worship Sri Sri Radha and Krishna. I have described my own story without reservations, the attributes of Lord Nityananda making me like a madman force me to write these things. being shameless. Actually, you see here, Nirlajja. I am shamelessly telling all these confidential things which I shouldn't actually be speaking about. Uh, In fact, Gaurakishwaras Babaji also said, a person who is actually a devotee will never display his devotional sentiments but he will keep them covered like a chaste woman covers her body and does not expose all her parts of her body. So, here he has exposed his um, confidential dealings with... uh, you know, the deities and, and the, uh, Nithyananda Prabhu, the dream and everything, he said, they should not be done by Vaishnavas, but I have shamelessly done this, but, but this was because of the outpouring of ecstasy that is, uh, was uh, inspired by Lord Nityananda from within. So, it just forced me to write these things like a madman. So, <clears throat> in other words, he he's not actually, I mean, he's not just saying this and actually, you, you know, you know Internally he is thinking, let me write it and people praise me. No, he is actually thinking like this. And actually he was forced by Nithyananda. Although he wanted to hide his um, purity, but Nithyananda forced him to write these things and put it out in the world. And now uh, the whole world knows about his (laughs) pure devotee status. That is the plan of Nithyananda Prabhu. So... Nityananda Prabhur Guna Mahima Apar Sahasravadane Shesha Nahi Paya, paya The glories of Lord Nityananda's transcendental attributes are unfathomable. Even Lord Sesha with his thousands of mouths cannot find their limit. <coughs> Shri Rupa Raghunathapade Jarayas Chaitanya Charitamrita Kohe Krishnadas so this would be his last verse for every single chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Always praying for the mercy of Rupa and Raghunath, Goswami's. Raghunath Das Goswami especially. Praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Raghunath, always desiring their mercy, I, Krishnadas, narrate Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita following in their footsteps. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adalila, 5th chapter, describing the glories of Lord Nityananda Balaram. Nityananda Ram ki Keejai! so we will go and now we will take the questions that you have and comments is suta Goswami the son of romaharshan suta virendra, virendra is asking yes and i think dhiradas has already replied okay Pandarinath, when the boys, Ravana made Lord to stand on a brick when he was serving his parents who are Vaishnavas. Mm. Yeah, I have heard this story once or twice. Now I remember. And we have... Prabhu, could you share a few verses which has similarities of Lord Balaram and Lord Nityananda in Sivim and Se-Bhautam and Sisi? Ah, I don't know, I mean the whole chapter is about how Nithanda is Balaram, but uh, you mean the bodily features, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, maybe there are verses like that, but I don't know. <clears throat> Dhir Das, yes, he was a devotee pund- Pundalik. From Bandarpur, Dham, Maharashtra, Lord Krishna personally came to see him. The deity of the same Vitobha, Rukmai, standing on the brick is still there. Yes. Anyway, um, Dimitri is asking. One devotee said that there is only one chapter in CC which is called The Glories of Lord Nityananda, but actually the whole CC is about the glories of Lord Nityananda. Is that so? Well, there are some other pastimes of Lord Nityananda here and there. But it's not entirely about the glories of Lord Nityananda. Uh, in which way you say. Um, there, everything is here. Of course Nityananda is connected with all of that, but specifically about his pastimes, there is another book called Nityananda Charitamrita written by, written by Vrindavan Das Thakur. Somebody some of the Iskon devotees they translated this as well. But I haven't read it. I have seen a copy of it. Uh in our temple. I think it was bought in Vrindavan. Nithyananda Charitamrita. It is one book only. Uh, but anyway, um, we get an idea of who is not Lord Nityananda. Of course, in that we, uh, in that uh, book, I think there is the pastimes of the whole life of Lord Nityananda is given. If you want to know about his life, actually, it is good to know at least the details of his life. I haven't read it personally myself. I need to read them as well. But in Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is a lot of topics. This one chapter is, of course, the glories of Lord Nityananda. Virendra, wow, big comment. Bengal was divided on religious lines by British and then after Indian independence, Bangladesh was created from Muslim Pakistan, which is intolerant to Hindus, staying there under the ways of worship. So do you think that Lord Chaitanya's Panchat Mercy and Sankirtan movement which saved Mayapur, Dham, which are situated in Indian West Bengal, having Hindu majority so that devotees could freely perform bhakti far from the hostile environment of Muslims and their rule, because now also West Bengal is having sizable Muslim population. So, we are not here to deride Muslims or whatever, you know, even in Bangladesh also there are so many devotees. See, Krishna, you know, will make arrangements for whoever, you know, is fortunate enough to come to his shelter. So, we should not, as, as devotees, we should not have this hatred for Muslims or anybody. This is, uh, I have seen actually from your questions for many months now, almost more than a year now. You always ask these kind of questions where like, you know, some kind of a hatred for them. You should not have. So as devotees, we should rise above these limitations of, you know, this sect and that sect. And we have to um, understand that actually Krishna Krishna consciousness is all-encompassing. And that's why we should know how Prabhupada presented when he was asked about you know, Muslim or something like that, Islam or Quran or something like that. He always said, you see, they also have the chanting of name of God. We also have the, this Sankirtan movement is the uh, method for this age. So he focused on the commonalities and encouraged everyone. If we just divide on the basis of the religion, it just becomes a chaotic situation. So at least in our understanding also, we should know hmm, that you know there will be some differences on the ground because of people's misinterpretation of their scriptures or unnecessary fighting and these things. But we should understand that ultimately all scriptures and all religious forms, religious meth, I mean systems, are there only to bring people to God consciousness. So we should take that and we should not fight over the you know people who have already misunderstood the scriptures. They may say something which is agitating or this and that way. But why should we be carried away by all of that? We should understand the real reason for the scriptures, why they are even made and why the messengers of God are even sent. Of course, the Acharya is in our line, many many Acharyas, our scriptures are there. But even in other parts of the world, Krishna had made some arrangement for their deliverance. So, we have respect that. respect that as such, whatever it is. Vrindavan Das Thakur, Jay Jay Nityanand Kumar, Padita Uddharul Subahu Pasar. Hmm. Beautiful verse. Ah. Uh, Nityananda Ashtutram. Nilambar Dharash Rimal Anguli Mush, Mushala Priya Hmm. Um, who is the composer of this? You know, oh, Sarvuham Bhattacharya, okay. Krishnadas Kaviraj, the name itself beautiful, yes. Oh, Ayapa is saying, Bhagirath brought river Ganga to us, Prabhupada brought Bhakti Ganga to this world. His Holiness Vishvesh Tirtha Swamiji of Kudupi Mat. Oh. Um, Virendra is asking: When one starts to perform bhakti or devotion unto Lord Krishna, the Supreme Lord doesn't leave that devotee, even though the devotee may try to leave devotion. Yes, He helps him to again come back. Even though He leaves, He will make him leave in such a way that he will want to come back. You know, even though maybe not this life, maybe next life. Sometimes even this life. You know, there are a few verses actually on that, but you know, it's a little bit. Um, out of topic a little bit. You can see one five seventeen, one five nineteen, eleven five forty two, and CC Antya one dot one zero eight. So all these verses point to these things. Um. Oh. Virendra, Ekbote. Sage Brahu had struck Lord Vishnu's chest where Lakshmi Dev resides, so it is known as Sri Vatsa and bhagwan vishnu is called srinivas not because Purghu kicked but because he was already there because of that benediction after the tapasyam and bhagwan vishnu he kicked and therefore lakshmi <laughs> that's why brahmanas are poor ever since then it is said because lakshmi has you know taken out because you know, taken out her blessings from the brahmanas because brughu kicked mm the chest of the Lord. Dheeradas Hare Krishna please ask some ambala. This a little practical question. Can you boldly claim and name any pure devotee that is currently present on earth so that I can have the good fortune to associate with him and serve him? Nonsense question. Absolute rubbish. What is this practical question? What is boldly claim and name any pure devotee? These thi- this kind of thing will create factions. Um, actually, that was going on in the Prabhupada's time, This Siddha in Hawaii, uh, he started a movement like that and people started worshipping, some of the disciples of Prabhupada started worshipping him as a pure devotee. And Prabhupada chastised him, why are we calling every, de- every devotee Prabhu in this, uh, in this movement? If I just call one devotee as Prabhu and master, and he is a pure devotee, and I differentiate other devotees, then that will create factions in this movement. You should stop. Every devotee should be treated, you know, properly. Um, so this is a, we should not do like this. And pure devotee is Shri Prabhupada. Huh? You associate with his instructions, no And those who are following his instructions, their conduct is pure because they are following a pure devotee, even though they may not be like you know. First class Uttama Adhikari, maybe there are, but Madhima Dhakari, Kanishka Adhikari, whoever is following strictly Shri Prabhupada's instructions, we should associate with such devotees. Uh, what is that? Uh, Narutam Das Thakur sings um, in that uh, Hari Harayanama song. What is that? H um, hai, H hai gosai jar mui tardas. I am the servant of those devotees who are the servants of the six Goswami. He never said I want to be the servant of the six Goswami. No. I am the servant of those devotees who are serving the six Goswamis. That is our process. We should go to we should understand that Shri Prabhupada is a pure devotee. Hmm? And anybody who follows in, his instructions, his conduct is also pure. Hmm. So we should follow such uh, this thing. And, but if we say that oh, this particular devotee is pure devotee, then all others who are what? And if I say like that. Who am I to say in the first place? Am I a pure devotee to say that this person is a pure devotee? Only a pure devotee can understand another pure devotee. Who am I to say? Shila Prabhupada told us this person is bogus, that person is bogus because he, he knows, a pure devotee knows who is bogus, who is right. I don't know. Who am I? I am just repeating what Prabhupada is saying and from the uh, symptoms of the in the scripture. But I'm I have no but nobody to comment on who is a pure devotee. Who am I first to comment? I'm a person who gives certificates. I'm a certifying authority. Who is a pure devotee? Who is not? Huh? You should not ask these questions. These are dangerous. You should never, uh, you know, single out. Oh, this is pure devotee. I associate with him, and it will it will form a cult. And there is such a cult. One, uh, what is this? Gaurahari. He is doing this. He is thinking his pure devotee. Always talking about some, you know. Love, 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 and then Radha Krishna love, and all disciples having you know illicit sex and everything openly. He said in the, in the on Facebook, the, his disciple, yes, yes, I have casual sex with this Mataji, who is so much older than him. So these things are going on, and they say, oh, this is you know this is, a, Gaurahari, you know, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy incarnation. You know, he is taking the Prabhupada's movement to the next level to the to the Rasika stage nonsense this is the thing that will ruin the movement and the all these people have ruined their their lives and you know and we if we follow this kind of trap is very dangerous we should never never do this Pirendra is asking is Mount Kala the earthly abode of Shiva likewise 84 of Vrajvandal is a juxtaposed abode of Lord Krishna's Golugdham only God resides in Dwarka, Puri, Mayapur, Tirupati, Purva. You are telling or you are asking or what is this? Everything, yes, 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 okay? Finish, answer, finish. Hmm. What is this? Ekam Sat Vipra Bahudha Vadanti This can be misinterpreted very nicely by Mayavadis and everybody. So, we should clarify. That one absolute truth, Krishna, can be called by different names by learned devotees, by wise men, who are wise men, what is the different names, Ganesh Shiva, everything put into the so you know again we have to you know we have to see. We have to that's why we have to understand all these statements from pure devotee. Okay? Somebody wrote some Malay. I'm not going to even put that on the screen. Actually, sorry Prabhu for asking. I was just curious to know our viewpoint regarding it. Well, I think now you know the viewpoint. <laughs> hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. Just, <clears throat> So to learn from it and move on. Alright. Thank you very much for all your participation and questioning and everything, even if I have sounded harsh or whatever, it is just to um, present the truth, no anger, nothing like that, so please take it seriously, become nice, devotees. study Sri Prabhupada's books and uh, everything you will understand, that's what, these sessions are just to give their inspiration to read Prabhupada's books, That that is the whole thing here, alright, thank you very, very much. श्री नित्यानंद राम की जय कृष्णदास कविराज गोस्वामी की जय श्रील प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंदा की जय निताय गौरे प्रेम आनंद हरि हरि बोल